0: So I approached it, and I was like, meow, and he was like,
1: meow, and I was like, huh.
0: And I, I stretched out my hand, and he was like, <laughs> and "I
1: was like, <laughs> 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 he so he like whacked you."
0: Yeah, no, he no, I have a scratch. Like, see, oh. I was bleeding profusely. This is the end of my musical career.
1: My name's Emma, and you're listening to the Socially Awkward Podcast.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Socially Awkward Podcast. My name is Emma, and today I'm joined by my delightful friend Ethan. So, Ethan is six foot tall, really cute, and um, he is currently accepting money through his GoFundMe. So, hey, welcome, Ethan. Hi, my name is Ethan. I'm um I was born in Shanghai.
1: I'm made in China. Is that what um, you sound like? Yeah, I uh, I make music and I've got a dog called Stacy.
0: All relevant and true things.
1: I'm gonna be 20 this year, which is kind of nerve wracking. Uh-huh.
0: Oh yeah, that's correct. <laughs> 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 I forget that It's two zero two or two. Can I just say? It is. It is.
1: It yeah. is. And you know, like I don't want to turn 19 because I don't want to turn 20.
0: It's, it's coming for you, bro. Yeah, I no, one
1: way ter- out. Time is a construct because I said so. Okay, the now let's move of on. Time. So today on the Socially Awkward podcast, we have Ethan. And if Ethan's name sounds familiar or if it doesn't, um, I know y'all aren't listening to every single episode. If you go all the way back to episode six, where are you from? Where we talk about living overseas and how that has impacted our lives. And it's been two years since we last filmed that. For some reason, we thought, you know what? Let's get Ethan back on. Do a little catch up.
0: Yeah, because my life is so happening.
1: Because your you know? life is just so interesting. So tell us, what has been happening? Give us your top three highlights for the past two years.
0: Um, Top three? Oh, just last week, I saw this baby golden retriever. <gasps> that was a really big deal for me. <laughs> that was a really, really big was deal. Was he fluffy? He was so fluffy. And was he was he, like, looking kind of at me. Fat? Yeah, he's a little chunky. Oh. He was just looking at me from like, three meters away. I, I made eye contact with him and he just looked at me. He was like, are you going to pet me? Or am I going to be cute all over here just by myself? And Did like, you pet hey. him? Yeah, Of course I pet him. Eh, that's my first highlight. My second highlight, Um, oh, I saw a cat last week. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. Oh my god. So I was like, you know how like you, when you approach cats, generally you you like approach it like hands, like palms up and then mm-hmm. you're like, you approach it like quietly. Yeah. So that if they want to come to you, they come to you. But otherwise they have the option to back away. And I was approaching it and he gave me the green flag. He was like, come and like pet me and stuff. So Aww. I approached it and I was like, meow. And he was like, meow. And I was like, ah. And I, I stretched out my hand and he was like. <laughs> and I was like. Ah.
1: <laughs> so he like whacked you?
0: Yeah. No, he, no, I've scratched. Like, see.
1: Oh damn. I was bro. bleeding
0: profusely. This is the end of my musical career. Oh. Yeah.
1: Speaking of musical career, is oh, that yeah, one of that... your top 3 highlights? Well,
0: I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that was pretty interesting too. I guess my third highlight of the past few years is um yeah, I put out music recently, which has been quite fun. So, um yeah, I I've, I've been working on a lot more musical stuff, trying to be more invested in it, per se. It's a weird thing to be in music. But yeah, I've been trying to take it more seriously. And it's a lot of work. They don't tell you how much work it is just to produce and like put stuff together and write and compose and like mix and engineer and then record everything yourself. I've had to learn new instruments just to put stuff together. You have? Yeah, I didn't know how to play bass until like a year ago. So (laughs) I just learned bass because I was lazy to get someone else to record it for me. But yeah, that's my top three highs. I've been putting out a lot more music. I saw a cute dog. I saw a slightly less cute cat. But not that a cat's cuteness is determined by its reciprocation of my affection. Just want to clarify.
1: Even cat people don't come for Ethan. So like, tell me a little bit more about, what was your favorite song to produce?
0: Oh, well, this is going to be hard for me to explain because I don't think most people who have listened to my music, like, I'm not Bieber. Um, But I guess some of my favorite stuff to produce recently, I really enjoyed the single I made. Like, earlier this year mid I think it was really really funny
1: sometimes I sing mid in the shower oh really that's sweet
0: yeah yeah it's the piece that I'm least proud of in terms of technicality and like production value because it's really sloppily put together I'll admit it but in terms of songwriting I think it's really really funny (laughs) I think it's hilarious
1: would you ever remake it
0: yeah absolutely yeah 100% if I had like a full band because frankly I can't play drums I can't play bass properly can barely sing properly but if i had the opportunity i would love to remake it with like trumpets and horns Ooh, yeah right just a little bit you. of like some horny sounds <laughs> 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 i just Why think it would be that? i just think it would be great you know just to throw that into the mix then yeah but unfortunately I don't know how to play the trumpet oh I have another highlight if I can just throw that go in. for it I recently met this um, retired police guy from who played in the SPF band and he plays like neo soul mu- music like Ooh. neo soul. so I was like hanging out with him and we were chatting and stuff at like Pulau Ubin this is another story <laughs> we were hanging out in,
1: SPF is the Singapore Police Force for the people who don't know
0: uh, we were talking about music and stuff and he was like okay um, what's your, what's your email I'll, I'll email you stuff and then we can make music together and I was like oh, oh. This map is like collaboration. Nah. and he's like, he's like 50 something, like 60 something. And he's like, I'm gonna trust this young lad with my music. And I'm like, I don't know how to do anything, but yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, did I tell you? I'm gonna go jam out with another guitar friend that I met in SPF. So we were, we were at the gym together, he was serving his reservist. So, he had two weeks of her oh. service, and we're in the gym together. We're just talking about music for like hours. on end. This is
1: the guy who has the diploma in music, is it? Or
0: oh, he's getting his diploma in music. So, he mm. said he'd come join me in Berkeley. And I was like,
1: oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, he got into Berkeley.
0: Oh, that's a little teaser, I guess. I got into Berkeley. Yeah. Which is pretty wild.
1: You know how he got into Berkeley? I take full credit for this. Okay. I think it was like it was like 12 a.m. I no, not so late.
0: I credit your mom for this, actually. Why? Because she inspired me to... Well, she, she was the catalyst that sent me into the spiral that made me apply for Berkeley. I guess this is a good story. I thought
1: I to just tell. told you, why don't you just apply? And then you're like, nah, okay.
0: No, basically what happened was...
1: <laughs> Whoa, okay. My, I'm gaslighting
0: you uh, right now. But basically... My
1: whole worldview has been shaken. It wasn't because of me? No, I'm kidding. Why are yeah. you...
0: Okay, but well, basically what happened was I was hitching a right with... I think... I don't know why I was hitching a right. I was hitching a right with emma's mom on the way back home and then she was like oh what are you planning to do like after ns i was like oh i don't know i'm (laughs) i'm gonna go to uni i'm gonna go nus or ntu and then i'm gonna like spend four years getting my degree there and then presumably i'll find someone there and then we'll apply for bto and (laughs) after we get a bto we'll move in and then presumably we'll have kids and i'll stress about their psles and then and i guess like after that they'll move on and hopefully none of them die from depression and then you know because have you seen the state of the world right now anyway and then i'll move on and hopefully like we'll progress with our dual income salaries and we'll have like my mom live at our place or something like that she would hate that but anyway um basically you live on until like your singaporean plot like the the game of life singapore edition runs (laughs) runs out and your cpf is like done and you have like your your condo and like your car and and I was, telling, I was telling this PC that. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> like, I
1: remember like this conversation. Six years we were like, of my life, would you be happy?
0: Here's the thing. I, there's nothing wrong. I just want to clarify. There's nothing wrong with living this, the game of life Singapore edition. But for me, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Because I know precisely what I'm going to be doing for the next like foreseeable 30 to 40 years of my life. And that made me so sad. I was like, do I want to do that though? And then Ms. PC was like, okay, well, you're here. Can you get out of the car now? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got out of the car and I was just, I was sitting at home and I was so sad. I was like, uh, I'm an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to, I'm going to be a different, I'm going to be a built different NPC. So I went on and I applied to Berkeley. It cost like $100 just to apply. I was so sad. Mm. But I applied and then I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep now. So I cried a little bit then I fell asleep. And then I woke up, like... Well, I woke up the next day, obviously. <laughs> but, like, a week later, <laughs> they they wrote back to me. And uh, they were like, Hey, we got your application. Do you want to come over and, like, play music for us? And I was like, Oh, right, I did this. <laughs> I forgot I applied. So I, I, I was like, Oh, crap, now I need to prepare music and stuff. Which I forgot is what you do. This clown
1: realizes he has perfect pitch in the middle of the interview
0: oh. and I think
1: that might have been what helped you get the spot because yeah. like while you're technically good when you don't know you have something like perfect pitch I feel like it's kind of surprising like not very many people naturally have it and I feel like for you it's also been trained
0: no I legitimately thought this is how everyone listens to music
1: yeah it's like, not it's I not thought funny.
0: you guys hear a note and you're like oh that's an F and I was like oh you guys don't hear music like that for real
1: yeah, no, and, like, I think them seeing, like, untapped potential yeah. that blatantly obvious. That no one has refined. That nobody has, like, gotten their grubby little capitalistic hands on.
0: Wait, why would you? I don't know, man. <laughs> the hands that came out? <laughs> it's like some Scarlet Witch stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah stuff. no, I think them seeing that amount of untapped unrealized potential made them realize, okay, we got to capitalize on this before somebody else does. And then, you know, like they can say like if you go on and do like great things, which I'm sure you will, they'll be like, would never have happened if it weren't for us. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even, (laughs) this joker didn't even know he had perfect pitch.
0: Yeah. It's pretty... I really thought you guys all heard music like that. No. Like, for real. So So, what do you guys hear? Like, what just you, sounds. Seriously? <laughs> just sounds. It's just like, blah?
1: I mean, like... A-flat. I think...
0: <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That wasn't A flat. <laughs> Maybe. That was a question mark. Um, oh, I don't know. It's dissonant.
1: <laughs> e flat. Huh?
0: I don't know. I'll check later. It's fine. <laughs> I'll roll back the tape, and I'll be like, oh, that was nowhere close to E flat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So I, I I applied and then I went for the interview, and um, it was weird because I I seriously didn't think I'd get in because if you don't know, Ber- Berkeley is considered a pretty darn prestigious school, like in terms of especially for music. Yeah, especially for yeah for music primarily. It's
1: literally a school of music.
0: Yeah, it's called Berkeley College of Music. Yeah. Yeah. So like up there is like number one is generally the ranking is Juilliard because it's classical music, mm-hmm. so naturally they rank higher. But right after that, contemporary music is Berkeley. Mm. So I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get in." John Mayer got in, and he's John Mayer. If you guys don't didn't know, John, John Mayer, Mayer is... drop out. Well, yeah, but like, if you're that good, you didn't even have to go to Berkeley in the first place. That's true. Yeah.
1: Did Charlie Puth graduate, or did he also
0: drop out? I have no clue. Anyway, yeah, so I I went in with really low hopes. I was like, "I'm not gonna get in," but it'd be fun just to try, because at least I walk away with a good story, and then. I went in and I was planning like, oh, what do I want to play? Because it's the interview is in like half an hour. I should probably prepare. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but actually, he was like, he was like thinking about it on and off for like maybe a week or something. He was like, oh, I wonder what I should play. And yeah. then I was like, I don't know. What do you feel comfortable playing? And he was like, I don't know. I'll think about it
0: later. Yeah. And,
1: and every single time I asked him about yeah. it, that would be how the conversation went.
0: Yeah, but I I did find a song in the end. So I decided what would be. The best song to exemplify who I am as an artist, <laughs> as a person, as a human being. What do I want them to know me for? So I played A Thousand Years by <laughs> Christina Perry. Yeah. You know? I have died every day waiting for you. I played that song. Wait, I can sing that better, but I'm lazy. So I played that song because, no, but it actually has there's a really good reason for that. It was my, my youth pastor's favorite song in China to play. And he was like my music mentor. Until he moved away to America. This is a really sad story. But basically, he was like my music mentor for like a year. When Uh he realized I can play piano. And then we would like hang out and jam and stuff. Uh And then like his, basically, he adopted this Chinese kid. And then they realized, oh, to get her American citizenship, we have to move back for like a a period of time. Otherwise, she will not have an American citizenship. So they had to move back for that reason. And then just nice, right as they moved back, they discovered that his wife had cancer so they had to how
1: is that just nice
0: because at least she can be in america for treatment yeah so like they discovered like um his kid had to be in america for like the citizenship his wife had cancer so basically he had to drop all of his work in china and move back and find a new job and start a new living and then his favorite song is like a thousand years which is like i have died a thousand days you know i have have died every every day every day waiting for you darling don't be afraid I, I, hit, love I for you, you for some mm. I love this song genuinely. I just don't sing it. <clears laughs> if you know and the you song, you know the song. A- yeah, something yeah, <laughs> Something to that effect. But that that's why it's my favorite song, because it's like it's his favorite song to play, and it's like there's so much history in it.
1: Aww. Yeah. So it, it so it genuinely, you really feel the feels yeah, when you play it? I really do
0: feel the feels when I play it. And then when I finished, they were like, Wow, you were really feeling the fuse, huh? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then, yeah, the rest of the interview, I kind of flopped.
1: <laughs> what yeah. is perfect pitch?
0: <laughs> no, they were like, can you, can oh, this is really funny. So generally, if someone asks me if I know how to do something and like I, I want to get in on the project, I'll be like, yeah, I can do it. Um, then I learn it later on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ethan really, he fully embodies fake it till you make it. Can you edit a video for me, Ethan? Yeah. Yeah. Emma, how do I edit
0: a video? Yeah, no, legitimately. I to edit a video, <laughs> Leg- legitimately, and then I just learned how to edit a video. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I can. They were, they were like, um, can you play a jazz scale? And I was like, yeah, for sure, I can play a jazz scale. And then they're like, okay, play it. And I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's a jazz scale?
0: I've never heard. Like, I've, I've never been so stumped. I was like, ah. Oh.
1: Yeah. What are jazz sounds?
0: What are jazz sounds? And then they're like, okay, never mind. Clearly you don't know what we're talking about, so we're going to move along from this. And then we moved on, and then they were like, sorry, this is a long story, but it I guess doesn't. this is a better highlight than petting a cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they were like, okay, um, what is this note? I'm going to play it for you, and you just tell me what you hear. And I was like, it's an E. And then they're like, oh, okay, what's this note? And it's a F. And then they're like, oh, whoa. Do you have perfect, pitch? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then they're like, okay, that's kind of sus, but okay. And then they're like, what is this? And I was like, it's a an flat. And then it's a C sharp to B flat.
1: Yeah, it's no, an and I think like you didn't know the names of everything or something, right? I and mean, then they had you like play it back for them. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't name what it was.
0: Yeah, they're like, what, what is, what is this called? And I was like, I don't know, but can I play it for you? And it was like a diminished fourth or something like that and then they're like how do you and then they're like yeah you have perfect pitch and i was like ah wow i'm learning so much about myself (laughs) yeah anyway so that was the interview and it was pretty wild and i left it thinking i'm not gonna get in but it's fine because
1: no but i think like i mean if you've heard ethan play it's not surprising that you got into Berkeley.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I still don't think I should have gotten in.
1: And that is imposter syndrome, yeah. dear friend. That is imposter syndrome. Yeah. That is the equivalent of me going, I don't deserve my equipment because I don't make enough money off of this to justify it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's wild, man. It's wild. wild. Your
1: brain do the big funny on Whoop-a-doop. you. Yeah. yeah.
0: And my next my next side quest in mind is they have exchange programs with Harvard.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, so
0: my goal is to get into uh, an exchange program just for funsies. Just for the lols. Just go to Harvard. Just for the lols and then get into Harvard. And then when I'm at Harvard, I'm going to do a, a little whoop de doop and then see if I can get into the master's program there. Just for funsies. Just for funsies. I think it'd be really, really funny. But I highly doubt I'll get it. It's just like, that is the ultimate side quest for me. But we'll see if we get there. I'm just gonna try survive Berkeley first.
1: You're so Asian.
0: No, but it's like a side quest for me. It's just for funsies. It's just, oh, we're there, we're there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go to an Ivy League for fun.
0: But yeah, no, it really is just for funsies. Cause at this point it's like, why not? Could never be me. I'm already there. I might as well try. Then at least I can tell my mom I'm doing something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, speaking of, let's talk about parents in like in and their perspective towards creative spaces. Because my parents were genuinely like much more supportive than I had anticipated.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I was really surprised. Because when I told my mom, she was like, where is Berkeley? And then I was like, yeah, she has no idea what's going on. But I told her and I explained it, And then she was like, oh, okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> you
1: know. And then how did your dad react?
0: My dad was like, oh, is
1: Which is really, like, really? For realsies? Like, for realsies.
0: Oh, is that so? No, he was like, he was really chill. He was like, oh, okay. Do you actually want to go? And I was like, I suppose. Um, And I didn't want to go at first. Like, they came back to me and I got it. And I was like, I'm not going to go because it's really expensive. And I can't afford to pay that much money for an education. Like, my parents only planned to send me to, like, local university. Because local university is so much more affordable. So when I applied, I was thinking I won't even go even if I get in because, like, um, it's just too expensive. Then they came back to me and I was like, they were like, here's a little scholarship. (laughs) So it's like like half of his education is paid for. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Now I actually have to consider this. (laughs) So I was talking to my parents about it. And then they're like, yeah, if if you're given the opportunity, you have to take it seriously because this is this isn't something you can mess up because this is serious. You know, if you if you stay here, it's like everything's not to say that. Everything is set for you in Singapore, you still have to work for it. But like at least it's a controlled setting, like your family is here, it's a familiar environment. You know like there's fallback. There's fallback. You know, like if stuff happens, you always have family to fall back onto. And like at worst comes to worst, you can just but in America, like if you do a big mess up there, you lose your student visa, your placement is gone, you have to start from scratch afterwards. So it's like you really have to commit to it and be like all in. So I was talking to my parents about it, and they're like, "Yeah, if you do this, you have to be. This is for real, bro." <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, don't call me bro." But anyway, yeah. So they were weirdly supportive because I think having having lived overseas for such a long time, they understand that like opportunities to go overseas, if it comes by, you just go for it because you don't know when it'll come around again, and otherwise, you just be in Singapore. And I
1: think they recognize the value in like living by yourself and being overseas and having that opportunity to be independent because like that's something a lot of people like local Singaporeans here maybe don't even want which is nothing wrong with that but I don't know it's just
0: Singapore's great there's not much Singapore's great and there's
1: no reason to really leave your comfort zone, which is good yeah but, but also it. bad. I like because i firmly believe in being uncomfortable in order to grow
0: i'm just like not not bad and comfortable but it's like the anxiety if you're always anxious you're always growing <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah but yeah that's that, that's my family's perspective like since you have the opportunity just do it mm. it's not like i'm applying for computer engineering and being like mom i want to learn how to program spaceships to go to mars my mom would slap me upside down. But she <coughs> knows that I've been taking music seriously. So she mm. was like, okay, yeah. Mm. Since this is something you seem to enjoy, um, I don't want you to look back in like 10 years and be like, mom, why did you send me to study like business and sell my soul to a corporate company that mm. like makes chairs? <laughs> Why'd you make me work at Ikea, mom? <laughs> or Ikea for you locals. Mm. Anyway, that's my mom's take. What's your take?
1: What's my take?
0: You're not my mom. What's your parents' take?
1: My parents on... well, they were very excited for you.
0: No, on oh. your... Crea- oh, my God. <laughs> on your creative journey. On
1: my creative journey. I know your
0: mom is excited for me. I think I my
1: mom. mom is just like, please don't drop out of high school and we're all good to go. I don't care what happens after. It'd be great if you go to college, but if you don't, mm. so be it. At least mm. you finished high school. I think, like, and I understand that, like, it, in some places, you do need a piece of paper to get you a foot into the door. And that is, like...
0: Toilets. Definitely <laughs> 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 more than just a singular piece, but go on.
1: <laughs> Imagine going to the bathroom and it's just one square.
0: Just, oh, God, that's hell, oh bro. You got to plan how to, like, ration your paper. And what if it's a... Anyway, go on.
1: Yeah, no, so... I think they've always been pretty supportive of me creatively, like in music or like photography or media. Like, I mean, it's all, it all, I've started cause of my dad. Like the reason why I even picked up a camera in the first place was because I was like, you have that thing in the dry box you never seem to use. Can I try it? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll show you how to do it. And then I just kind of like took it and ran with it, you know? And I mean, This is where we've gotten to today.
0: Just because of one dry box.
1: Just because of one dry box that was sitting kind of dusty looking, you know?
0: So this is Mr. Adrian's fault.
1: Yeah. And then over COVID, (laughs) I was like, I was like, because we have like guitars hanging on the walls in his study. I was like, you're not playing that. And he was like, no, I don't have time to. And I was like, can I, can I? take that and he was like yeah sure knock yourself out (laughs) and that's how i taught myself guitar over covid yeah do i know music theory (laughs) no what is a scale like no i know what a scale is i know what a scale is it's just that i don't understand like and i if something has changed key i know that it's changed key it's just that i wouldn't know where to go from there
0: just change it
1: Gee, Ethan, not all of us have perfect pitch, okay? No,
0: you don't even need perfect pitch. Just press the different boop-boop button.
1: I I don't know how to, like, transcribe chords and You don't have to transcribe chords. No, but when you change the key, the chords change.
0: Anyway, it's nice to know that your parents are generally supportive. Yeah, my
1: parents are generally quite supportive. I think, like, they've always known that I can't do, like, the doctor-lawyer-teacher thing. Because, I mean, I'm not terribly academic. Weirdly enough... They were more concerned when I told them I wanted to do animal education because they were like, you got sure? job one, meh.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: can you, are you going to starve? Because like, in a way, media is less niche than this like animal education thing that I was planning on doing. They knew I wasn't going to stay like, and like, I'm probably not going to stay in Singapore.
0: And but, that's, yeah.
1: Like, weirdly enough, I think, me going into media puts them more at ease than me going into like animal welfare or something
0: the world of media is always growing because we're increasingly becoming digitized to the point at which everyone needs a social media presence even if you're like a security company i won't be surprised if at some point certis you know certis like Mm -hmm. the auxiliary police i'll not be surprised if at some point they suddenly had a tiktok you know? Do
1: they not have, like, Facebook or something?
0: I don't know. But, like, at some point, everyone is going to be on a social media platform because that's just how you engage with an audience. So, like it or not, weirdly enough, media is becoming an increasingly viable um, field. Uh, yeah, field for people to The thing to is, it's into.
1: it's weird because, like, for both of the jobs that I was, like, or the career paths I was looking at, it doesn't really matter so much what your piece of paper is. Unless you want to go like really corporate. But a lot of the more successful people are not super corporate. They just got their hard work. Yeah.
0: And that's the beauty of like the media world. It's not like.
1: No, even know. for like the animal education. Thing. Oh, yeah. I was like looking at like pathways and they're like, we just started working in animal shelter. And we we're like, All right, let's do let's do humane education. And they're like, All right.
0: yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like whatever you choose to do builds your portfolio and builds your experience yeah
1: exactly so like i mean in the now i'm doing things that kind of like open up doors in both of those areas for me Mm. but i will if i have to get the piece of paper i will probably do media because i can't study Mm. (laughs) like i'm not good with like sitting down and memorizing facts i need to have my paws on something like you know pressing buttons and like figuring out, oh no, my files are all deleted. How do I get them back, sort of. Is Rebecca is sitting do? behind the camera and she looks so stressed right now. She's, She's like, like, please ah. don't. <laughs> yeah, Why so. You,
0: you should, okay, you're in
1: yeah, no, but like, yeah, it's weird. Media was my fallback plan. Like who goes this to. This is your fallback plan? Yeah, this is my fallback plan, bro. Not a great fallback plan. It's my fallback plan, plan. plan is
0: like the army.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I guess Just fallback fallback would be the army.
0: Oh yeah, that's if SPF won't take me. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. they do.
1: But my parents are my parents are pretty supportive. That's I think great. like the my I wouldn't say my family, I come from a family of artists, but I come from a family who appreciates like skill and artistry and artistic value. So like my dad is more on the skill side and then my mom is like on the more like up in the head sort of artistry side. You know, like, interpreting something and um,
0: breaking it she down. she's she keeps asking me over. She's trying to figure out what's going on. You
1: yeah, know, my dad's a psychologist. He's like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with my kids.
0: Yeah. Neither do the kids. If it's yeah, neither comfort. do
1: the kids. So. Yeah.
0: If they didn't know, they'd be too powerful.
1: But what you said about, like, um, everybody being on social media does, like, bring into the equation art versus content. Like, how much of content is art? And should art always be content?
0: I'm not proud of myself, but I started a TikTok recently. <laughs> <laughs> and not no hate against TikTok. It's just one of those things that like two years ago, I hated TikTok. Um, but I started the TikTok recently just to like kind of increase my social media presence and talk about like have a secondary outlet for music that's not like actual Spotify stuff. So there I talk about music. I put out stuff that I wouldn't usually have a chance to put out which is fun, and I realize it's so exhausting putting out content on a regular, consistent basis that people actually want to engage with, you know? Like, I can put out stuff. Like, I can just record piano, like, three times a week. But most of the time, people don't interact with it. So the difficult thing I find about content creation nowadays that kind of interferes with the artistic component of it is how do I create content stroke art in a way that's engaging with most most people, such that, you know, I actually build a presence because at the end of the day, you still need people to listen to your music to pay bills and put food on the table. Yeah. It's tiring, man. I'm just tired,
1: yeah. so I realized, <laughs> like part of why I didn't really want to go into media even as an option was because I realized I hate making content. I love creating like art, but I hate creating content with a deadline and like
0: mm.
1: a list of tasks it's like oh
0: what would differentiates content and art for you i think because i feel like it's not a, a clear distinction most people have in mind
1: okay here i think all content has some artistic value you need to be creative to make content but creativity can also mean you're really good with spreadsheets you know like you don't need to be an artist to be a content maker
0: yeah they're like they're well (laughs) (laughs) looking at rebecca now she's like
1: "Wow." yeah like i think okay so like the podcast is to me content it's less it's not Artistic. We're not trying to be doing like beautiful cinematography or like. We're not. (laughs) Um, But. Disappointed. (laughs) But like, it does require creativity, like, you know, when we edit videos and stuff. But the creativity is like content centric. It's not to spread an artistic Mm. message or to like Mm. trigger you into thinking, into like introspection or whatever. I mean, like, Hopefully there will be some introspection or like this builds your opinion like for or against something. But I mean, that is not, it is not like there's less up to interpretation if that makes sense.
0: The work here requires creative skill sets, but it may not technically be a creative output.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. So I think like content is content, but art should always be pushing you to think deeper and to like not really like oh my gosh this sounds so cringe but like to discover yourself you know like to understand yourself a little bit better it should (laughs) no it should require like active participation whereas like on the viewer's end you know like you actively have to think about a piece whether it's hanging on the wall or like you're reading like it should cause you like it should make you engage Mm. with it in your mind Mm -hmm. of course like it shouldn't be making you think things but content does not necessarily content is a lot more passive on the consumer's end Mm. like the podcast like you're probably doing something else while listening to the podcast and that's fine
0: i actively listen to y'all's podcast i'm taking down notes i got the evernote up and the notion (laughs) and i'm like i'm I'm taking down notes oh dear no no but for you i know you mean
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, like, content is a lot more passive to consume. Not necessarily create, but to consume, it's a lot more passive than art, in my opinion. So, while you can see artistic values in content, I feel like the intention may not necessarily be artistic. Mm. And that is what, like, kind of... Differentiates. Differentiates it a little bit.
0: Okay, fair enough. Mm. But do you think that as a creative there are even, like, opportunities for you to be creating intentional art and making, like, a living off of it?
1: It's a good question. So, actually, I feel like a lot of reasons, one of the reasons why um, artists tend to go towards content creation, like, I mean, like, even you with your TikToks, right? You wouldn't say they're artistic.
0: I put out nine TikToks. I just want to clarify. I'm not a TikToker. It's just for funsies. (laughs) okay but yeah they're not like whenever
1: i talk to you and you sound tired of making it's not the artistic process you're tired of it's the content creation
0: yes yes. yeah what i find is that this is a frustrating thing I, i don't particularly enjoy about tiktok but what i find is that i can do a really well written piece and like it's mixed it's it's arranged it's well written and it's like, I put effort into it. Like, I can put up to, like, 2-3 hours into, like, a 15-20 second snippet. And it can, like, just... It just does nothing. You know, like, no one, like, just falls flat. But, on the contrary, if I decide to hop onto a trend I know is doing well... Like, recently I commented about, like, Joji's new song, Glimpse of Us. If you don't know, it's a great song. Um, Go listen to it. It's very toxic, but it's a great song. Um... But yeah, I commented about it. Like, I was lying a bit because I just finished filming and I was so tired. So I just lied in bit and I was like, oh, I can probably post about it. And so I just did, you know, like those two second snippets that like you film and then like there's text over it. So people are forced to read it. Like that thing that like I, I hate seeing it, but I know that it does well because like people interact with it. So yeah, I did because that. Because they
1: have to like actually like touch the video to like yeah, pause it or. Exactly.
0: Like, you have to pause it and then you have to like read it and you spend time reading it. So it does well. Pretty, for the, for the pretty algorithm. But yeah, what I realized was that like, oh my goodness, this would do so much better and it did do so much better than anything else that I've tried, that I actually put effort into. And that was kind of depressing for me because I was like, oh, yeah, that's something that
1: maybe everything is meaningless. LOL XD. No, but like, I think.
0: No, you have not pet a baby golden retriever.
1: Oh, that yeah. is true. Life is not meaningless. If you have a baby golden retriever. Hit us up. Hit me up.
0: Hit us up. No, hit hit, us up. Hit up. Hit us up. Hit me up at Tani Tintan. I will I will do whatever it takes to pet your dog. What Not in a creepy sense. <laughs> Not in a creepy sense. I just really like dogs.
1: Yeah. Art okay here, I have a better distinction. Art, in my opinion, should be life-giving to either create or consume.
0: Life-giving to create or consume.
1: Like it shouldn't sap you of joy you have a desire to create and be creative and do art you know
0: there is an intrinsic desire in all humans i believe to be creative and to make something beautiful
1: and even if like it's a difficult piece that is emotionally exhausting you still have like a sense of fulfillment after it
0: yeah yeah i would agree
1: and that's okay but content (laughs) creation i find is draining because it's like it's a grind. It is a grind.
0: It's a grind. It depends. I feel like certain personalities are well equipped to take on the grind of like content creation. Mm. Like for some people it's just it seems so natural just to like get up in front of a camera and just be themselves. Like maybe that's just who they are. Mm. And like I'm so jealous of them. Like, oh my goodness. I wish I had the energy mm. to not have to overthink every time I post. But for some people it's just like they film, they post, and then they just move on with their lives. Mm. And they're okay with doing that on a frequent consistent basis, even with little to no results. And I mm. think that's like oh. They just really enjoy the process of, like, filming stuff and, Mm -hmm. like, creating stuff. And I think that's really interesting as well. I don't know where this all ties into music or, like, art in general. But I think, I don't know, music's wild, art's wild, TikTok's wild. Just stay safe, kids. I feel like as as a musician, like, realistically, I know that the likelihood of me ever becoming a legitimately like good artist that can make a living off of music it's highly unlikely but at the same time like with the advance of tiktok and instagram and like social medias suddenly it becomes possible for me to be like hey this is a viable option for me but it's still an option that takes so much work mm. and so much effort and time mm-hmm. And I think it compromises a little bit of, you have to compromise a little bit of yourself as an artist if you go through that route. And I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. It just happens to be part of Mm. the process nowadays. So I was, you sent me that video recently where they talked about like um, TikTok artists and their, oh the Instagram the TikTok to Spotify Spotify pipeline. Yeah, that was that was really revealing to me. If you guys have time, go check it out. But basically, they talk about how um. Yeah, if you are a TikToker and you make it big on TikTok, it's easier to shift your audience onto Spotify and actually grow your following if you're a TikTok. And yeah, it is possible. But if you look at those artists on TikTok that are promoting all their socials and all their music online, you realize that like the output that they have to go through is like the output that they have to keep up with mm-hmm. is so exhausting because oh, yeah. they're just constantly like preparing and planning a hit. Like, okay, this yeah. is my next song. I have to hype it up.
1: What I hate about, like, content creation is your mind never switches off because you're constantly thinking, okay, what's the next trend? Mm. What is the target number of views I have to hit? What is saying? the number of backup posts I need to have? If And then even just, like, hitting the upload button, right? That mm. takes time as well. So, like, if, if there's 24 hours in your day, almost every waking moment if you're not editing or planning or scripting or filming or actually like making the thing itself Mm. it's still on in the back of your mind because if you need to post something every single day then you you got to be thinking about it all the time Mm. yeah yeah
0: and even if like you're just making a cup of coffee Mm. sometimes i'll make a cup of coffee and i'll be like oh this could be content and I'll be like, I just want my coffee. I don't want to have to think about filming it. Yeah, and then it's like, like preparing I want to live a little
1: then, bit in the moment. <laughs> yeah,
0: without having to think like, oh, I could be selling this for content. And I could be, like, you know, like, I could... any Just riding the bus to work is technically content if you film it right. Mm. But it's like, do I really want...
1: If you have a knack for storytelling, I think it comes easier to some yeah. than others.
0: But generally, as a musician, my mind is not equipped to fit into the tiktok algorithm of like creating content or at least i haven't developed the mindset of that yet where i i'm naturally making stuff all the time Mm. but for me as a musician generally my creation process for making music is drastically different from how the tiktok algorithm requires you to keep Mm. putting stuff out so when i make music it's like it's contemplative it usually takes a couple of months much longer than it ought to be taking if i'm honest (laughs) But generally, it's something that I think about consciously and I have to sit back and think like, oh.
1: It requires a lot of like brain power, like reflection.
0: Even down to the stuff that isn't really like super introspective that I make. Like I'm still thinking actively, like is this part of the storytelling that I I want to do? And that's the thing, TikTok, I find a lot of times like, okay, there are really good TikToks out there, but there's some really mediocre stuff out there too. Wherein I feel like a lot of the storytelling components that usually goes into content making, such as like finding a good track, finding like the cinematography and like how to film things and stuff like that. A lot of that is already done for you through the advance of TikTok sounds and trends. Because when you have a trend, the TikTok like the storytelling format is already done for you. You just need to like find a little tweak to make it personal. And then with the advance of sounds, you just need to think like, Oh, I could just slap this on and it would be like and suddenly it's like it's a good Video that people will interact with. And I'm not saying that's a right or wrong thing, but I'm saying that, like, it takes a lot of the cr- conscious, intentional creation process that typically goes into media production. Hmm. So, is that a good or a bad thing? I wouldn't say it's either. It's just something that if you're a content creator and you're trying to balance the artistic component of things, you have to be very conscious, like, is this Your a story?
1: probably not going to get views.
0: Yeah, you're, well... <laughs> it's not going to get as many views and it's not going to get as well received Mm. as stuff that is programmed to do well Mm. which is that's just life yeah and as a musician it's, it's a very sobering reality to think that like the stuff that I'm actually proud of the stuff that I am putting a lot of time and a lot of effort into is probably not stuff that I can well market or put out and have it do well without having to get through the rest of Everything else that I really don't enjoy doing. Mm. But that's that's just how it is. I mean,
1: like traditionally there are teams who do all of this stuff for
0: yeah, you. Yeah, like you have a label. But
1: now like and I mean good and bad things about that, but mm. now everybody is discovering they can do everything themselves. And like in the video I sent Ethan, um which I think it was like by PBS or Vox or something. Yeah, it was by these, Vox. Vox? Yeah. And they were saying now these artists are recognizing their own autonomy and starting to reclaim that. So they're mm. making more money than ever, which is like never a bad thing. It just means like you can, I feel like, divide your time up better between trend chasing and your actual creative soul.
0: That Yeah, hopefully, yeah. If, if things progress well.
1: If things go well for you. Mm. And I don't know, it's just... It is a lot like playing a game. Huh? Like, no, like huh? numbers. What games are algorithm. you playing? Oh, wow. It's
0: like Genshin, guys.
1: <laughs> it's an open world, you know, free to play. You
0: can farm artifacts by posting out more TikToks, but chances are you're not going to hit it big. You're not going to get an artifact that does crit damage and crit rate at the same time. Sorry, this is really specific.
1: Actually, it does kind of work. Like the metaphor does kind of work, especially in your music context.
0: Um, yeah, there are side quests that you can do. <laughs> there are side quests that you can do. I've been doing a lot of side quests lately, <laughs> probably more so than the main quest, which I don't even know what the main quest is at this point. Yeah, actually, life is just like Genshin. If you guys play Genshin, you would know. Genshin has like a main quest. Is life like, a like main Genshin, quest? Is Genshin life? Uh, No, life is like Genshin. (laughs) Everyone is trying to be like Genshin. But basically in Genshin, there's like a main quest that has not been properly developed for I don't know how many (laughs) updates. And everyone just wants to know what happens. In the meanwhile, they just keep giving you side quests that builds your characters and gets you more involved in the world so that you get to know more people and you get to know more stuff. And that's exactly like life. We just want to know what the main quest is. Like, I just want to have my house with my dog. And I just want to be doing something I love. Mm. But I don't know how to get there until I keep doing the side quest.
1: Doing something you love is a privilege. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Socially Awkward Podcast. It was a wreck. But, you know, it's part of this? the creative process. It was like an hour and a half. Okay. So poor Rebecca who has to edit and cut out the parts that Just didn't make like it. like
0: With most content creation, you film more than you need and you dive into the pile that is this. So good luck.
1: Thanks for listening. Yeah.
0: No, but the thing is, when Emma, uh, when Rebecca puts it together, it's gonna be really nice and like sweet. Sm- yeah,
1: it's gonna make sense when Rebecca yeah. puts it together. But when we're saying it, it doesn't make sense. I do not have a singular thought in my head right now, which is concerning because this goes out onto the internet onto was, the internet forever.
0: I'm not gonna lie; I was really, really banking on you having a brain cell because I woke up and I was like, oh no, I, I woke up and my feel head hurt. Being absent in my head,
1: <laughs> I woke up and my head hurt, and I was like, yep.
0: Is that is that that's the outro? We love you. Go stream Emma's new song free fall on all streaming platforms where you can listen to music
1: and that's a wrap on today's episode of the socially awkward podcast we release new episodes on the first saturday of each month on spotify apple podcasts and youtube if you like today's episode subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on instagram at the awkward podcast see you next time